that, look, we all saw that Trent Williams didn't show up. Jay Gruden mm-hmm. was asked about it. We thought he wanted a new contract. We thought mm-hmm. it was a money thing. From what you said and what your sources are telling you, it, it definitely isn't just a money thing between Trent Williams and the Redskins. I mean, I don't think it's really a money thing at all. I mean, I, I mean, is he underpaid? Has he outperformed the contract? Do, do the prices of left tackles go up dramatically over time? And, you know, did what the Giants do for Nate Solder catch everybody's uh, – everybody's eye absolutely but that's not really what this is about this is about um his medical situation and his lack of trust in the organization and feeling it wasn't handled properly and and telling other teammates about it and feeling that that trust has been broken with the front office and with the medical team and that i'm told through numerous sources has been expressed directly to the organization in terms of a trade request slash demand whatever you want to call it and also, you know, he's told teammates that, you know, I want my release or I want to be traded, but I'm not, I'm not suiting up for these guys. Uh, you know, he feels like that situation was mishandled and that um, it, there's not, a, you know, when, when, you, when, when it's something that significant and, and you end up having to go through a, a pretty serious procedure that he went through, um, it's not water under the bridge and it's not something you can easily get beyond and and he has not gotten beyond it now he had a bunch of injuries is it specifically whatever this thing is he had removed from his head because that's yes okay all right so he they they told that he want to keep it private or i don't understand what is he mad about them disseminating the information i think it's more to do about how that whole thing was handled and what was conveyed to him about its severity i don't want to go too far down that road because i you know what i mean i only know what he's conveyed to other people So I, I don't, you know, I, I'm not going to get into the specifics of, you know, the when and the where and what it was and what they told him it was and what it should have been and what was done and what should have been done. Um, but I do know he's expressed to numerous people that he feels like the organization um, did not handle that correctly. And that is why he's not there. And that is why he's told them, I don't want to play for you anymore. I saw you retweet Warren Sharp's response to your tweet. That sounds rather tedious, but it, it makes sense if you're looking at it. Um, where he chronicled the fact that no team has lost more players to injury other than the Redskins. They're 44% higher above average. And talked about how Geis and Smith and McCoy, all those injuries, needed at least three surgeries. I have to imagine that Trent's looking at not only his own situation, but looking at the landscape as far as health with the Washington Redskins. And that's fueling some of his fire. You know, I would just be guessing. I, I haven't heard that that wasn't didn't make its way to me through the the grapevine or via other teammates or anything like that. I mean, I, nothing happens in a vacuum. I know that much. But uh, my sense of this is it's very much endemic to his situation and um, what he thinks. You know, he should have been told versus what he was told. What is what's the team's play here? I mean, he has. All the leverage they are—they have nothing behind him. It's poor planning on their part, no matter what takes place. But what's their play, Jason? It's difficult. I mean, I was out there at OTAs last week. I didn't recognize anybody yeah. more or less along the offensive line. You know, for for medical reasons or just staying away reasons or whatever. And just hey, look, it's all voluntary. So I'm I'm not here playing tattletale. I I'm I'm not one to play OTA cop. But when you see a position group that that. You, you've kind of come to know as one of the anchors of the organization, right, and something that they're banking on. And then Jay Gruden's like, well, look, it'd be tough for any of our quarterbacks to operate because <laughs> these dudes lined up at offensive line are not really what we have in mind for an NFL offensive line. Then you know, it, it kind of puts a, a, a fine point on it. Uh, you don't re- I mean, look, there's not, there, there aren't guys like Trent Williams walking around on the street. When he's healthy, he's um, – 
for my money, a top five left tackle. And in an era where uh, the, 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 everyone's bemoaning the state of play of offensive linemen around the league, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> good luck. Um, next man up at left tackle is usually a, is usually a disaster. You know, and, and look, it's June. There's still a lot of time before, you know, before these guys have to play. But as of right now, that, that trust is broken. And I, can they build a bridge? Uh, maybe. But it, it would require some, some real doing um, because this is something that obviously cuts very deep for him. I mean, literally. Yeah, I mean, literally and figuratively, Jason Lockham 4 is my guest and Chad Duke's version of the world, at Jason Lockham 4. You can find him on Twitter. Um, what is to stop this from happening again? I mean, the rest of these guys, this is a this is a captain. This is one of the best at his position in the league. And if he has these concerns and they can look at what's happening with the rest of the guys on this team, I mean, the Redskins have come out and said, well, look, we've investigated this. You know, we've invested in these facilities. Are they evaluating players wrong? Are they diagnosing Injuries wrong. What what is going on with with them with this issue? And it seems rather systemic. And I, I would imagine other players are taking notice of this. Yeah, I I, I honestly don't know. Um, I mean, some of these situations, the the may like in the case of Alex Smith. I mean, that seemed like such a gruesome injury that for it to have required multiple procedures and and diagnoses and et cetera um, to get him to a point where he's even out of a wheelchair. You know, much less on the you know on the road to playing football if he ever gets there again you know i I don't know how much of that's avoidable you know these situations are you know usually the only people who know right are the player and his agent and uh who really know you know firsthand information and then obviously the the general manager the the team president the owner and the team's doctors um so most of this stuff is it makes its way through the locker room you know through through the player who either feels like hey you know that went as well as it could, or hey, wait a minute, that's not that's not what you guys told me was going to happen when all this went down. So I would just be guessing as to again, uh, um, you know, each of these situations and and when it turned and what what else could have been done, you know. And I'm I'm not indicting, you know, I'm not here to I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on TV, and I'm I'm not indicting the Redskins, whatever they did or didn't do. I just know that how the patient has perceived it and he has perceived it as less than, uh, you know, less than exemplary. Certainly is. So we just saw during the draft, the Cardinals completely kind of misplayed the Josh Rosen situation. And henceforth, they got a bag of footballs for him when, you know, potentially there could have been a lot more. This leverage, I mean, is a completely different set of circumstances. I mean, Eric Flowers, the guy they drafted to be a backup, can't even practice right now. And Jerron Christians, because he's got the MCL sprain, so it's it's got to be Flowers, I guess. And they're signing guys, signing tackles left and right off the scrap heap. How can they possibly, if trading is an option, get any type of value for him with everybody seeing what the situation is? Well, and, and I mean, he's coming out, you know, there's obviously a medical cloud surrounding him, so that you got to get your doctors okay with everything and, and what have you. I, I never say never when it comes to trades because, you know, I've seen Wayne Gretzky traded. I know that Babe Ruth was, you know, was traded. That's documented. Um, we, you know, we, Odell Beckham was just traded. So they happen. Um, but they're not, they're certainly not coming from a position of strength by any sense of the stretch of the imagination. Um, uh, uh, how do you replace him uh, again? I, I don't know, Chad. I mean, I, I guess they're going to wait. I mean, look, there'll be guys who get cut, and you can find diamonds in the rough. And, you know, we've seen 
Uh, Trent Brown's a perfect example, right? I mean, nobody thought he could play San Francisco. Didn't think he could play. He gets to New England, gets with Dante Scarnecchia, and next thing you know, he's you know among the highest paid tackles in the history of the game. Uh, whatever a year later, so it's not impossible. I will say this, you know, Bill Callahan knows what what he's doing in in terms of helping identify those guys and and people who can be a fit. And it's not out of the realm of possibility that they scoop somebody up on waivers or, you know, when he's released or, or even through a minor trade of their own who can, you know, be a serviceable NFL left tackle. But to your earlier point about everything this guy, how long he's been there, right, and, and his place in the locker room and everything that he connotes and the physical, uh, you know, he along with the kid uh, Sheriff now too, the physical tone that they set and how they embody um, a lot of what they want their offensive linemen to be. That stuff is, uh, you know, again, that's difficult to find. Radio.com Sports Insider Jason Lockenfor is my guest on Chad Dukes versus the world. Of course, he had to report the Trent Williams issue is not about money, but the way the team handled his injury over the offseason. What about Haskins, Jason? I mean, you got a rookie quarterback you're going to be developing, and we're already hearing reports from guys out there on the beat saying he's running for his life, and he's not the type of quarterback you want running for his life, how, how does this hamper, uh, you know, his development and maybe your decision on when to play him or, or does it? Yeah, I, look, I don't think they, you know, I was out there last week in the road. I don't, I, I, I have a lot I like about him, but he's going to have to really do some special stuff in the preseason to start. I just, especially with the makeshift off the offensive line. And even if they get their best five back together, it's under what circumstances, right? And who missed how much time and who really is close to a hundred percent and who's still playing himself back into shape and, and all that. I think it's a, it's a big ask. Um, you know, I'm looking somewhere between week for this. If they're who I think they'll be, you know, then I'm looking at that giants game. And I wrote about this a little bit last week too. When I, or was it, I guess it was earlier this week, kind of trying to peg some teams that are in there invariably going to make a quarterback change to when they make it. And, and I think that's probably, when they'll be like, okay, well, you know, let's let's see what we have here. Um, maybe it's a little sooner. Maybe it's a little later if if they obviously are winning more games under Keenum. But yeah, I mean, a big part of the reason why you feel comfortable is that uh, when constituted and healthy, that's that looks like a damn good unit. But we don't. Who's, who knows what that unit's going to look like the first week of September at this point. Uh, but I, I liked a lot of what I saw from Haskins. I mean, it's up and down, good and bad, yin and yang, all those things you expect from a kid who's only started one year at the collegiate level. Um, but he makes, he does some things that I haven't seen any quarterback do around there for a long, long time. And they're obviously very aware of that. And with their defense and their run game, you know, there's a case to be made for him starting sooner rather than later. I personally just have a hard time seeing it happening week one. If it was up to you, Jason, do you try to make it right, knowing what he means to the team, then only on the field, but as far as is the body of his career, do you try to trade him now and get as much as you can? Are you even consider cutting him at this point? I can't imagine what the cap hit would be for that. If this was your mess to inherit, what, what direction would you head in? I mean, I think you have to be careful about how you approach him because it's like you don't want to seem like, okay, well, we know that you, you know. You think we did you wrong, but here's a bunch of money to make you happy again. I mean, I, I think there's probably a certain bedside manner, for lack of a better term, that needs to go into this whole process if they are able to bridge build. Um, I'm not cutting him. I, I just I can't imagine that. I mean, if 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 this is um, irreparably broken and you know he he's not around at the start of training camp, or you have a pretty good indication going into training camp that he's not going to be there for a prolonged period of time, then, you know, 
a trade may be um, may be the only recourse. And whoever trades for him is probably going to want him for more than two years anyway. You know what I mean? There's ways to play around with that contract to um, give him a little more money and a little more security if you're totally comfortable, obviously, with the medicals at that stage. But that could be where it's heading. I mean, right now, look, this is it's it's June, so we've got we've got time to figure it out. But I don't I don't get the sense from what he's expressed to teammates that you're going to be able to you know what I mean make make a phone call, dangle some money, and all of a sudden the genie's back in the bottle. I'm, I'm not sure it's remotely that simple. Are you ever surprised by anything with this team at this point, Jason? No, <laughs> no, it's difficult. It's it's it's. I mean, there have been various times where I feel like, you know what I mean? Hey, you know what? Like, this thing might be heading in, in the right direction. But, alas, unfortunately, it generally doesn't last that long. It certainly does not.